<laughs> Sorry, man. I don't even know you well enough, Reed. I figure if you know Jason, I can fuck perfect. with you all at well, once. Since we're uh, since <laughs> we're already guy, recording, yeah. I might as well wave at the camera and tell everybody out there that uh, this is uh, the Talking Energy Show. I think we're on episode what? Eight? No, no, we're high. we we got our numbers, man. We got a body count now. We've, we're Sweet. like episode fifteen or something. Man, yeah, we've done well, Jeremiah. Yeah, we've had some good guests in here. Sometimes we've got guests. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just gotta do it what you, what you <laughs> yeah. got. I understand that. Yeah, well, who are our guests today? Who are these? Let's guys? introduce everybody in the room. Why don't you introduce yourself, there, Joshy? Josh McCollum from uh, Ripley, Oklahoma. Well, now I'm from Ripley, Oklahoma, with Stimulation Pumping Services. Where is Ripley, Oklahoma? S P S. Between Cushing and Stillwater. Well, uh, do you guys have a stoplight? We have a stop sign. Do you have a McDonald's? Is it full of holes? No, but there's somebody with the last name McDonald's. <laughs> That's good. That's how I have to. You're know, in an oil field after a while. It's uh, <laughs> do you have a Walmart? Okay, you're not a town. You have a Dollar General, I bet. No, we have a we have a Maverick Mini Mart. Oh, okay. do you have a Loves? They sell burritos right. and gas and. I'm batteries. a huge fan of uh, gas station burritos. Are they the fried kind with the beans and cheese in them? Oh yeah, those are my jam. Not me. I don't like food very yeah, well. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can attribute all the food. When to did that happen, Reed? Never. <laughs> Reed, introduce yourself. I'm glad you're in the studio. With um, my name's Reed Hall, and I work for SPS and um, uh, work out of Blackwell. And I'm from Woodward originally, or Woodward area. I'm from Woodward. Really? Yep. I'll be darned. Yeah. I don't welcome. know. How I don't know who you are. Then. Well. I'm not very uh, famous. Not very well known, for sure. Not in Woodward. I grew up at Mutuals. Where oh, see, there we go. I grew but up I in Woodward. I'm an actual true Woodward, not like I still own a home in Mutual. So are you? Uh, are you like uh, the Osage Wells? That's Osage in what? K County in Blackwell. There's a bunch of shallow gas wells. Yeah, are, you guys, are you guys doing anything around there? Some, yeah. What do, What do you guys do? Yeah. What is SPS? Let's so, make a little commercial for SPS while so we're here. So Stimulation Pumping Services is a is a frack and acid company. And cement. And now cement. We've added cement in the last uh, three months. Good job. Based out of Blackwell, Oklahoma. Um, we've now got a yard in Cushing, Oklahoma. Um, so about, what was it, almost two years ago. Well, this February will be two years ago. We bought the basic yard out of uh, Cushing, Oklahoma. Hired about six of those guys. Um, and then if we refurb some of that equipment and now we've got it working out of that yard so we've got a satellite yard out of cushing and our primary yard there in blackwell so reed's been with the company for what, almost 20, well 25 yeah. years or something the owner time, the owners so. of our company i've been with them for 21 years yeah mm -hmm. so he can kind of tell you the backstory a lot better than me of where sps kind of came from tell me the backstory All right. Right. well um ashley and jeff newsom own the company and they started uh, in 1982 i believe they're in blackwell and they're originally from Texas, but their dad had a business in Blackwell, and then somehow they just moved up there, and I don't know if they were working for him initially, and but then they bought a pump truck and started their own business, and their company was called A&J Acid, and they built it up, and I went to work for them and started in 2000, and I believe, I believe it was in 06, they sold to Great White, and they both ran Great White, the frack side, for about three years. And then left, and then after, a, and they started uh, a water transfer company for about a year, and then Great White wanted out of a lease, and so, because they were getting ready to sell to Archer, I believe. And Archer, then it, I remember. And then at that time, um, we got, uh, they had a five-year non-compete, and they got out of it, and and then we started fracking again. Actually so. bought some of their old equipment back, too, right? Yeah, when we, uh, when we got a dollar. That's how you do it. Uh, yeah. Always. Double down. Double down. So. Man, that's a... That's a legacy right there. Yeah. I mean, that's so, employing a lot of people from Oklahoma and uh, being in our industry a long time. Yeah, and I'm not sure, Josh. Ups and might, downs. We might have about, we have over 50, like 52. 63. 63, 63 employees right yeah, now. 63. That's oh, nice. So we're a, we're, a, we're a fairly, you know, 
large company. We're a, we're a bigger, small company here yeah. in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I got a really unique perspective because, so I've been with the company for three years now, um, but before I went to work for them, I was a customer of theirs. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. Have you really not been with White Star for three years? Yeah, it's been three years. No way. It's That's crazy. how I met Josh. So years before back. that, you were, you know, heck, yeah. he was a customer of my mind when he was at Chesapeake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So spent um, first part of my career from 2003 to 2007 with Weatherford Frack out of Oak City. I was a frack engineer for those guys, and then Chesapeake picked me up. I was kind of handling their account in the Grant Washington, so they picked me up to be a completion foreman for them, and I worked the Weatherford Oak City area until um, 2014, and Aubrey bought Calix Energy and started American Energy Partners mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma, what was called American Energy Woodford at the time, AEW. And uh, so I was actually a field employee number one that was <coughs> hired by um, American Energy Woodford. There were some guys with Calix, Will Smiller, and a few that other was, guys that were there. That was fantastic, me, too, when Aubrey uh, left yeah, Chesapeake fun, and he was like, here's all the signs around Chesapeake building saying, AP, yeah. I'm hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember those remember days. Yeah, he did pretty cool too, by the way. His he had it separated into different business units, like he AEW, yeah, and then they had AP, which is well, I don't know what they called the Permian. It was a parent company. Yeah, well, they had a Permian division, then they had the Utica. It was all AP at first. Yeah, and but, then they broke it off. And but how they did it was you could actually buy interest in the different yes. unit business units instead of having to buy yeah. AP altogether, yeah, exactly. which is pretty cool how they set that up. Uh, Aubrey always an innovator. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. Kevin Delay was riding around the yeah. PJ with him, mm-hmm. going from town to town, finding investors, and going, "Hey, here's a really cool new company." For you. Did uh, did yeah. uh, did Kevin make it up to New York with him when he invested in uh, Fire Festival? I don't know anything. Do you remember Fire Festival that that deal? I don't think they I, got. I didn't know Aubrey was part of the Fire Festival. No, he was actually. Uh, gosh, what? Uh, Mc, I'm trying to think of the McFarland. Uh, either way, the guy that started Fire Festival. Which this is all and, allegedly. It, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. But prior to that, he come out with this little card that gave you VIP access to clubs, and like he had a uh, like a some type of small commercial space where you could come and lounge and have throw parties and stuff but it was like a vip club and he got aubrey to invest in that and when aubrey signed on they were like oh man we got this giant oil tycoon from oklahoma now investing that's when he blew up uh and then he did the fire festival thing which was just a big chain train wreck with ja rule uh yeah, what, whatever aubrey touched it seemed to turn to gold it was that's it was, it, was it, unbelievable. i mean we yeah. all say it here in oklahoma if they would if everybody that had any money in chesapeake would have just left him alone like hey look I know that maybe some of the money he wasn't supposed to touch and some he could, but leave him alone. Your money will turn into well, His double. ability to sell a pension idea was just unbelievable. Yeah, he is I a mean, hell of a salesman. So I was, I was like fortunate enough to be kind of on the team when he would bring investors in from the East Coast, right? We would take them around. We would show them locations and what we were doing and what, you know, like at that time we were, we were AEW and mm-hmm. show them what we were all about because he was starting new entities up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And so he wanted them to see exactly what they were investing in. So that was a unique thing about him. But So we would bring those these guys out and we would show them around the fracks and show them around our production sites and you know explain what does what because most of these guys are investors from the east coast connecticut new hampshire new york yeah. you know never even been to oklahoma and here we are showing them around they got all their ppe on and they're just mesmerized by just these huge diesel engines and these machines and everything you it's know incredible. And, it still is and then i would always put on a good show for them when it was over we'd have a you know a meal and everything and then he would get up and give them a speech and, you know and explain to them what they were investing in but every single time i had to empty my wallet out before i'd go because he had me wanting to like just <laughs> before it was over it was like man this is a great opportunity like i want in on this too you know he was just amazing at it i remember just seeing the excitement on these guys' faces when they were sitting there just listening to him talk he was really a mesmerizing were character. you a chesapeake employee at the time or were you a consulting firm so I've, I've never actually worked for a consulting firm so i was chesapeake, chesapeake seven employee. years and yeah. then um did they give you interest with, in, with in any of the wells you were working on no there was like the early on there was opportunities to invest in wells yeah. i never did um, 
broke-ass farm boy from western Oklahoma. So hey man, I don't think any of those Woodford Wells were anything to write home about anyway. No, so. they weren't. They were, I mean, they did a good job keeping the cost down, but the asset just. Yeah. That was, that was a great, man. It was a, it was a fun project. Mm-hmm. So. It, was, it was fun. And then, man, going over to, uh, well, what eventually became White Star, and then now it's no longer, but, man, that was a cool company, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's that's how I met the SPS guys, you yeah. know. And, and I think it's a great story, too, because so – you know, we're, we're bidding work out. And being from western Oklahoma, spending most of my career out there, and these guys being out of Blackwell, I'd really never worked around SBS before. So Tim Beach, our engineer, um, he's bidding jobs out. And he says, hey, this company, SPS, has, has won the bid, and I've heard great stuff about them, so we're going to use them. So I want to go out and meet, you know, these guys. I mean, they're, I've got consultants out on the well side, but I want to go out and meet, meet the crew. So I show up, and I'd, I'd heard that Ashley Newsom, the owner, was going to be out there. So I show up on site, and uh, I'm like, hey, is, is, is Ashley here? One of the guys points, and he's over there with a hammer and wearing coveralls, rigging up at the wellhead, you know. So I go over and introduce myself to him. So that was my first time I ever met Ashley. You know, he's super involved, you know, owner. Jeff is too, the other brother. But Ashley was on site that day. And so I kind of hit it off, you know, with, with Ashley. And we went golfing several times, you know, whenever I was with White Star, AEW. And then uh, when things started kind of – we could I could tell things were headed off a cliff with White Star. Um, I knew, like, you know, they weren't going to need, obviously, a completion group if they weren't drilling rigs, and so I was looking for a way out. And so I would called Ashley and said, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be looking for, for something to do here before long. If you hear anybody looking for a completion guy, give me a shout. And uh, the next morning he calls. He says, hey, let's let's go eat breakfast. I got got an idea. And uh, anyway, show up. And so he, he pitched the idea about being a salesman. I said, hey, I've never been a salesman in my career. And he says, yeah, but you've dealt with them for 14 years, so you know everything they say, right? And I was like, oh, I guess so. He goes, plus you're, you're kind of a product expert when it comes to stimulation. Yeah. So he goes, you'll be a perfect fit. And yeah. So I told my wife, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. And here I am three years later and working with Reed. So, I mean, we got one of the best teams in, in the nation as far as expertise of what we do. And um, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Reed talks a lot. He, I better let him talk. For a yeah, well, let's get into. No, no. I, I want to know. I mean, uh, the the reason. How do I do this every time, boys and girls? I we we had a whole conversation. I, I know. I was. Hey, everybody. Sorry about my phone, but I I do have these things because I want to learn about all parts of our industry, including you know uh, the big you know hairy scary word that a lot of people uh, hate and I love is uh, fracking. F R A C. Yeah, it doesn't way. have a K in it. Okay. I'm always curious about that when you say fracking. Do you put a little apostrophe after the C? No, F R A C. If not, it's bracing? No, it's F R fracking for those in the know. Man, always, I never know what to do. I end up throwing an apostrophe or apparently the hated K. I use the apostrophe instead of yeah. the K. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I've always been curious but about yeah, that. There's no K in fracturing. But that's uh, for, for the people. Well, now we also, we're not using uh, th- that word anymore, right? And we've gone to uh, pivot from that word and now we're calling it multi stage stimulation. Yeah, it's always been stimulation, right? It's always been stimulation. But now, instead of using the word frack because it has bad connotations with liberals, we now call it multi-stage stimulation, and that word went away. Let's talk about what are the different types of stimulation. Yeah, do you want to take this one on, Reed? You haven't said much. There is a a lot of different. Okay, let's go about the big ones that are used uh, in the mid-continent. Well, just acid and well we do for example just slick water type jobs okay what's that where you're pumping water uh, water at high rates um why is it called slick water you add a uh polymer to the uh fluid Mm -hmm. for to make it slick and and it reduces the friction pressure or the friction going down the the pipe with the with the fluid Mm -hmm. and so we pump those we pump those with acid pad acid jobs well wait uh, read real quick uh, on the the fr so friction reducer yeah yeah so you have slick water but you use fr in 
even if you're not doing a slick water frack, right? Uh, you're going to do some type of friction reducer. Why yeah, do you need friction reducer on water? Well, because uh, water will create friction going down that. Why do you care? Is it just because the pressure will get too high? Because I mm -hmm. assume it's not about the it heat. Will, it will it, lower it the pressure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're just trying to about the pressure. So so to get a little nerdy into this deal, uh, you know, there's there's two basic basic types of frack, right? There's two ways to play sand. Either you play sand with viscosity of your fluid, right? The thicker the fluid, so it can carry the sand and put it in formation where you want. Or you can use just speed, right? If you outrun the time that it takes the sand to fall out of solution with rate, then you can carry the sand, right? Because the ultimate thing is if you just dump sand down in a pipe, it's going to just sink to the bottom, right? Yep. So there's two ways to keep it from doing that. Either outrun it with rate or, right, make a linear gel and then cross-link it or find some way to, you know, Place the sand out into the formation. And not all jobs have sand. sand. So in order to pump, I mean, when, you, when you're thinking about, pumping 80 or 90 or 100 barrels a minute down a four and a half or a five and a half inch hole but let's so let's break this down that how much how much uh, is in a barrel uh, 42 gallons right 42 gallons 42 gallons so this is incredible a minute you're you're talking 3200 gallons a minute right 4200 gallons 40 oh yeah and that would at be 100 a, barrels at 100 barrel and would that would you say that's so, average that's on the high end. That's on the high end. Big horizontal. That's just incredible the amount of horsepower that it takes to pump at that rate and then not to mention how much sand per foot. That is yeah. depending and on every job. Oh, I know it, but it, it is like insane. Chesapeake in the Haynesville has the most prop in for anybody right yeah. now, right? So here, yeah, I don't know what it is. they're pumping a lot. I mean, on average, you see anywhere from from a thousand to three thousand pounds per foot. Per foot. Yeah. This right. is just incredible. What, what's amazing is is you know when you start talking about what we're doing to the fluid at surface, right? So we're we're pumping this this fluid, and we're adding sand to it at surface. So we we add it in pounds per gallon, right? The amount of sand added per pound of or by the pound per gallon of water. And so when you're talking about, you know, we, we do jobs all the time every week where we go to five pounds per gallon sand. That's five pounds and one gallon of water. Now, on some of the foam fracks we do, we get up to 18 pounds per gallon of water. Is know, the 15, foam lighting it up? Because I'd assume that's pretty much a mud. It's not a fluid. Uh, I don't, what's the viscosity that we're talking about? Does it flow on its own if you had a one-degree, uh, like, pitch? It would, it would like flow a, very slow. So yeah. we're talking 100, 140, 150 centipoise mm -hmm. fluid. What's some of the... Uh, There's a geeky word for you. Yeah, boys, right? I like that word. <laughs> it's a lot of good words. Uh, are you using, not just sand anymore, but now they have the, uh, I mean, man-made sand, basically. Oh, yeah. like, like, what the fuck is man-made sand? Is it a crushed well, rock? It's a... Uh, no, they actually take... Ceramics. Ceramics, ceramic. yeah. The they ceramics are what I'm a, seeing. Yeah, they heat it up into a molten state where it's liquid, and they drop it through these little screens, and as it, as it turns into a, a drop of, like, molten material... Mm -hmm. atmospheric pressure causes it to turn back into a circle right because it's got equal pressure on all mm -hmm. sides and as it's falling inside of a like a cooler it, it dries and hardens and, and then they sieve it out and so there's different sizes of it but that's mm -hmm. that's how they make that and that's stuff. most generally used in deeper wells because it's got a higher crush strength than oh yeah the, yeah the when you say a higher crush strength why do you care about that like holding the fissure open yeah, yeah. like the formation will local can actually crush. yeah it's actual compression yeah, yeah. okay so then the then it turns into mud <laughs> and, th and then yeah. all of a sudden you have no conductivity throughout your where your fracture uh, back to the well bore so if you crush your sand you're right yeah because it'll close uh, the fractures yeah and there, there's a misconception too from people especially that don't understand what we do to think we're creating this huge wide you know split in the rock you know we're, we're, we're sometimes talking you know a 30 seconds of an inch mm -hmm. or maybe less of a, of, a, of a fracture that we're forming in the rock face and then using the hydraulic pressure to maintain that rock stays open and then pumping the propping in there and leaving it so once the rock closes back up now you've got this increased conductivity where now the oil and gas has a, a highway to travel to the wellbore and get out. I assume so you don't mean closes back up, stays open, right? Well, 
It would right. without the profit. Right, right. But yeah, okay. some formations. Yeah, some yeah. formations you can. And yeah, they, some, some formations. But you don't want it to close up. You want it to stay open. That's why you're pumping it. Okay. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of sound like you said the opposite. Like it closed back down. I might have missed. Well, you're always going to have some closure. Right, right. If you have profit, it's going to close mm-hmm. onto the right, prop, and it's going to and it's still mm-hmm. conductivity through the prop. Right. So, what's some of the technology you guys are seeing available for you to help the operators when you? Uh, create the fractures to make them bigger, wider, faster, stronger. You know, uh, do you want them bigger? You don't necessarily I mean, want it. You want more. What right? about, the, about, what about more? the three, four mile laterals now? You know, I mean, what's you know, what's the what's the new stuff you guys are going to be able to do to make sure that those you know fractures stay so open? The technology of pressure pumping really hasn't changed since you know the mid mid seventies. You know, we're still using diesel engines and horsepower to pump fluid and prop it down to the well bore. What's changed is the technology of everything involved around that, right? So you've got you've got your wire line, you've got um, your plugs, your guns, everything involved in that is shortening the time of those completions down. That's really where technology's helped, you know, the most. Even you now, I've only been doing this for you know 15 years, <clears throat> but even since I started, you know, we've we've we were doing 10, 11 stage jobs at Chesapeake back in 2007 and 8 that were taking five, six days, and now we're doing 10 stages in one day. Mm-hmm. And it's just because the technology has gotten so much better on. But on the, the stages are going. Way is it really up to ten? Would now? you say that's an average, or is that a high day? That's a day. It's a twenty-four hour day. Well, yeah, I thought kind of the average was about seven stages. Well, now uh, it kind of depends on yeah, what crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the most stages you guys done so far? The we, most on a on a single location, yeah. like ninety-eight, I believe. But it was a two well pad zippered. Zipper. Yeah. Okay, so, so that was between the yeah, two Yeah, explain wells. what a zipper frack is for those that are basically paying attention. two well bores right side by side going different areas you know um and one might be going one way and the other one the other way or off over a quarter of a mile and then the horizontal but um you just might frack this stage stage one on this well and then you frack stage one on yeah this and, well. and just yeah. simultaneously the wire line on the other location so you just got continuous operations right. simultaneous yeah, the, the true technology of zipper frack is is two side-by-side laterals right yeah because as, as you're stimulating these zones Right, it, it becomes like looks just like a zipper looks, right? You're alternating. So as you're coming up hundred feet or two hundred and fifty feet or whatever out of the well bore and you're fracking one and then the other. And so you're actually stimulating every single square inch of this rock from one end of the lateral all the way back to the heel of the other. Now and Reed knows too, but everybody will say zipper frack if it's just an alternating frack. Right. You've got two well heads on the same well and you're frack one That's and what frack I was, the yeah. other. And mm-hmm. so people will say zipper frack, but the, the term zipper frack is. Right, because one, a lot of ours, one might be going north and the other one. Well, in that kind of, like zipper frack's not a, the way you're talking about, I guess the traditional way that haven't they kind of, that, that messes with the parent-child relationship. So now they're still calling it zipper fracks, but they're going opposing directions, right? It, are people still wanting to run two horizontals in the same rock? You know, with a couple hundred feet of separate, yeah, the parent-child I would think would kind of do away yeah. with that. Was yeah. that more of a Devon row kind of a thing when they were over here, just rig after rig uh, after rig, bit, yeah. all mm-hmm. going the same direction and keeping the spacing really close? Yeah, so they were, you know, back in that time, and, and they weren't the only company doing it, but they were people were trying to drill four wells per section, yes. mm-hmm. right? And so you know, you drill two wells here on this pad and two wells here on this pad, and then the zipper frack was supposed to stimulate the rock kind of evenly, right? Yeah. Spread your stress factors out evenly as you're coming up the well bore, but. That's pretty nerdy. We should get on a new topic. No, that's exactly <laughs> that's actually that's why we're here. That's why I'm yeah. here. I mean, we're not here to talk sales, man. Well, here, learn let's, something. Let's all stop what we're doing for a second and make ourselves a delicious ranch water. Yeah, that, so we we actually go for it, Matt, and make those. <laughs> so you did slick water, water, and then what was the? Uh, there's there's slick water jobs which you know can have sand or no sand. Now, what, um, if they don't have sand, are, are you saying they're just not doing it? They're just pressurizing they're, they're, the rock like, and then walking away. Well, you're just fracturing the rock, but then the rock will will the closure will not close all the way up and. 
and a lot of pad acid jobs like um, like in that, would that be old style and now we're going back in and re-stimulate what and open. zone you're in and what type they're of still doing it it's just uh, the specific type of rock yeah, is okay so with that mechanically yeah, and so like like Reed's saying, I mean the, the formations are all different, especially here Smoking in Oklahoma. Smoking barrel age, black barrel like hornitos. States as far as as uh, formations two one thousand. Is that a two one thousand? One one thousand two one thousand. That's the perfect amount. I mean, I know that's pretty scientific for the SPS, but man, I'll tell you, I should really, uh, really start really doing that because I, all that happens, my first drink's light, one the second one, I, you know, I keep talking, and the drinks just get bigger and bigger, and then it's. Yeah, so line. I should really use some type of methodology like he has. Sorry. Anyway, Josh. Well, yeah, so the formations are all different. So based on the rock that we're stimulating, kind of the, the rock that we're stimulating actually is what, you know, determines what type of stimulation we're going to do. Mm -hmm. So there are some, some, some formations that you just pump water through, okay. and they're never going to heal back the same way. So you're still creating a, a, a path for oil and gas to get back to the well bore. Some of them need in order to maintain that that, that path and that conductivity stays open, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. Like the Oswego cool. formation here in Oklahoma, you know, for example. Oswego. Being very heavily drilled right now at Pink Kingfisher. Mm -hmm. Yes. We use acid. It's a limestone-rich formation, so we use just hydrochloric acid to pump. Is that what the acid type is? It's hydrochloric? It's the same thing I, I would like CLR at my house? Yeah. Or I, put, I definitely yeah. put hydrochloric yeah. in my pool yeah, to lower the pH. Acid, yeah. Same thing. Mm -hmm. So we use, you know, anywhere from from seven and a half to 28 percent hydrochloric acid and, and it actually dissolves the limestone yeah and then that's what creates your your conductivity so and you don't, and you don't actually need propane so if you dissolve that limestone what is giving it its structural rigidity like well, why does the rock cave if you're dissolving it because now you have a cavity right you're just you're just dissolving like and creating initial fractures mm -hmm. and then that, that think that, of it as etching okay right so we're etching the rock so now what are you if you're doing that, are you getting a lot of these solids back up uh, later in the life of the well? Like, are you, do you have to have some type of catch can to catch the solids as you're pr producing the gas? Most or of the, the oil solids that the out? acid dissolves will come back in your initial flow back. Yeah. It stays dissolved in solution. That's a beautiful part about the acid. Mm -hmm. okay. Some of the stuff will fall out, some of the irons and other things. We run different chemicals to control some of that. So there's, there's, a, there's a whole separate science in the chemicals that we pump in stimulation to. You know, that's a whole business in and of itself. And it's, it's super competitive because it's a, it, that's earlier when we talked about technology. That's probably the biggest improvement is with, mm -hmm. with, with the chemistry of things, yeah. you know, you know, and, and are you guys the ones that decide on the chemistry of, of it? Like when, Depends. yeah, I mean, yeah, are, are you guys providing the, the people and the equipment and then the engineers are coming up with the, everything else? Or are you guys like, Hey, by the way, we know what we're doing. Here's what you need to do. We like, get some of both. So yeah. is it, are you guys using, uh, seeing many people using guar anymore? Yeah, we still do. Yeah. Really? So Gwar is what we make layer yeah, to, gel with. That, that's going to raise your viscosity, right? Isn't that what right. you're using? Uh, yeah, I just talked to a couple guys that said they, they started moving away from the Gwar, and uh, the well results were a lot better. It was actually an Oklahoma producer. I don't want to say who it was. Well, but they stopped getting the elephant snot. When where at? Mm -hmm. uh, this would be the scoop or the merge. Well, they might not have had the proper breakers, and mm -hmm. so, you know, generally it shouldn't work that way if it's pumped correctly. And have you seen the, the, the chemistry uh, before? Gotcha. So like the little sand, not the sand. I mean, it's like a little pills that you put down with the sand. It goes, you know, in the, the mix. Yeah, like eventually, you know, as that's breaking down, it breaks up the boogers. Like Flex Chem was working on, yeah. you know, and like that's the encapsulated breakers. Encapsulated breakers. Yeah, mm -hmm. very cool. They look like little Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah so tiny, tiny little Tide Pods. Yeah, the diverter I've seen. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, diverter and breakers are different. Yeah, I'm talking about diverter. So like the diverter, there's there most of them are polymer type diverters. Okay. But they're hard, and then they'll. Different sizes, you can have like eight mesh or 
flakes or powder and then depending on what what you're wanting to accomplish so it'll divert at the well bore or out into the formation and then your breakers like what you're talking about is an encapsulated breakers generally used on larger pump longer pump times or deeper wells for that situation and then other scenarios you're running a breaker that's not encapsulated such as ammonium persulfate or sodium persulfate or liquid enzyme breakers yeah and and actually the enzyme breakers is one of the is probably one of the newer technologies i mean i would say it's not like new this year but wait why are we using years. the breaker is this a after you've so, done diversion so uh, you pump the hole or you pump your sand down there and yeah. you're you're maybe you can't and you're going to high concentration so you've got a gel uh-huh. or you've cross-linked that gel so and then you what is the cross-link we'd said it a couple times i don't think we ever defined cross-link it. is when you take a that large gel and then you add a um, boron cross-link borate cross uh, and it'll link it up so if i had it makes the cross-link and i pour this out if i tip the glass back up and as long as more what more volumes in here everything's going to go right back gotcha. the cool well that'll carry that sand mm-hmm. into that formation well then you have to break that cool that fluid up so when you start flowing it back it won't just pull the sand right out. Mm-hmm. the sand stays in place all right thank yeah. you for that outcomes. definition we really want to be as explain like because yeah, a lot so of times people will talk about this and not actually know what yeah, these so words yeah. are and, and, and so i do i always convert. hope that you know maybe we'll get lucky and there'll be some you know maybe some young minds out there are going to go to college and you know get into petroleum engineering and find out about all the services and we might educate somebody out there enough to want to get into this uh, hot mess that we so, created by the way quick plug sps will come to your school oh, if, you're, if your kid's science class want to learn about viscosity and cross-link fluids and the oil and gas industry we've got a powerpoint put together we've We've done it for Ripley schools the last several years. Yeah, you got to talk to OERB. Get on their well, that's, list. That's, 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 that's who we S-O-A-R. did. Good, good. Yeah, OERB. So great, not a lot great of, group. Not a lot of schools know that, that that's out there. But uh, we come, we give some cool giveaways to the kids and stuff and put together a cool PowerPoint. We do an actual presentation there where we take water. We let them see what water does. And then we add the guar gel to it. And we let them see what that looks like. And then I cross-link it. So they get to see that. And then I put some breaker in it and turn it back into water. Oh, oh so cool. It's, it's, it's kind of like a little, you know experiment that we do live I, I let the kids interact with it you know none of the chemicals we use are bad or anything and so um I, let yeah, the I don't kids understand why people don't like and, fracking it's and like they love it and you know and, and especially here in oklahoma i mean we've got you know right here where one of our yards is in cushing i mean we're the crossroad or the, the pipeline crossroads of the world mm-hmm. you know yep we have and all the fuel the world needs right here in oklahoma well we did it's down to about 25 percent. yeah you were oh, Josh, we're gonna get into that too but reed did you finish what you were saying about breaker we were we were getting yeah, into that. yeah pretty much you just it just breaks it up it breaks it up it separates it and you're hoping to get the guar back i guess in the water well you're hoping to get sand. the water back and yeah. then and leave the sand in place, so the, yeah. but the guar is coming back in the water when you do the breaker Where, what, what happens to the guar? So, so that's what i was getting at this. so they we in the past we use ammonium persulfate or sodium persulfate to oxidize and break up the, the cross-link, the, the chemistry between the, the cross-linker and the gel mm-hmm. to turn it back into water, right, to release that chemical bond. But over the last several years, we've, we've you know, maybe 10 years or so, the, the developments of these um, other types of breakers, um, like the enzyme breakers have, have come about, where we use enzymes, live enzymes, that we pump in with the fluid that turns into bacteria that actually eats the, the, the gel away and turns it back into water. So where are these and live so enzymes coming from? Is it the same thing? The same like enzymes that like environmental guys put out on like uh, to yeah. eat up the hydrocarbons? It's basically yeah. the same, same exact thing. They oh, eat cool. hydrocarbons. Yeah. Okay. Or so, well, you use it well, like if your dog pees on the carpet. You know, they have like that stuff. So yeah, it's, some it's, it's all the same kind of technology. You know, these are probably very specific for doing this, you know. You don't think they're using the same stuff that's in my carpet but cleaner? But what's amazing, it's kind of a natural thing because like if you, you know, we, we need really good clean water to do what we do yes especially not so much for the slick water jobs but especially for the crosslink jobs we need really clean water like so potable does it need to be on the the verge of potable or just no. i wouldn't say it needs to be drinkable it just needs to not have a lot of bacteria in it because we've, we've went out on jobs before gotcha. where the water you can almost smell it you know like 
Yeah, it's like they're pulling it so out of the bottom of a pond, stagnant like, pond yeah. somewhere. And, and you, you, can't, you can't gel or cross-link this water. It won't work because the bacteria in it is so high that as you're, you're trying to gel this water up, the bacteria is eating that wow. so fast that you can't actually gel it up. So, so what do frat companies like, uh, use? Like, you know, like G- our friend Gianni, you know, he has the committed water out of Tulsa, and they have all those you know, stages to clean the water. So why don't, you know, why don't you guys have those you know, put in front of the frat water? And clean it up well, before it gets to you guys. I think it's it's really right now. It's not economical to do that. And it's, it's a lot cheaper just to buy good clean water. Mm-hmm. And and we can use water out of a lake. Yeah. You know, anything a person would swim in or something is plenty clean. Up. It just doesn't not have to be cleaned ponds, up to drink. Okay. But you know when when the flies are swarming it, it's no good at mm-hmm. that point. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's up at uh, Romano's like a month ago hiking Romanos. around there. Yeah, it's a cool place. But that pond right there. It smelled so bad. A bunch of dead fish in it. I don't think that would have worked for fracking. That wasn't, no, the, that well, wasn't the lake, though. That wasn't Romano's in the lake. It, it was like with their pond that's right in front of the cabins and stuff. Like, oh. beautiful place. It was awesome. I was really let down. We're walking around. I'm like, man, something smells terrible. And then you look and, yeah. oh, there's a dead fish. You're like, okay, I found it. You walk a couple more feet. Since, uh, something was going on. They had a ton of dead fish around there. Gary Harris had the uh, oil-filled, what is it, hard hats and helping hands. He started that, and we had that golf tournament out there. That's about the last yeah, time. Yeah, hey, more people. Why don't we do more golf tournaments at Romano's? That place is beautiful, mm-hmm. by the way. I, would, I have not gone. Hey, I haven't golfed there in about balls. 10 years, but I, I don't. You, you just were there. So there's one hole where you, you tee off on this par three, and you can actually hit the bank behind the hole, and it'll like roll back down to the green. Dude, oh, I was yeah. hiking. I, I wasn't golfing. I was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know it. Uh, I'd much rather golf, by the way. That's kind of a hike. Every well, time if you I lose the ball, car, you gotta, gotta fight a rattlesnake for it. <laughs> Always the rattlesnakes out there in Romanos. That's why. That's where I grew. I, hey, so really, we were talking about Woodward earlier. My real hometown is Okeen, so that's oh, where that I makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I like hunting rattlesnakes. So you're a whip it. I'm a whip it. Whip it. Whip it. Whip it. Hey, you gotta really put the whip emphasis it. on the H. Yeah. Whip it. I'm, I, you got a little. So my dad was in the oil. My dad was in the oil field. Fast greyhound. Yeah, like not thing? a full size. You guys weren't aren't big enough. I guess you're just the, the feels full size to me. You're you're like the PG version of a race dog. You're like the the watered down version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We chase rattlesnakes fast. Mm-hmm. That's all. But you're like you know like a better those little name mongoose then? <laughs> like yeah, mongoose like, would be more I'm an eight ounce beer yeah like if a greyhound was you know like a regular size beer a whippet is like the little eight ounce it's beer. a crodita hey let's talk about other people <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about steve knight i want to hear the story i love i love a whippet though i love the Okeen whippets but yeah i grew up in a little farm ranch so did you ever and, catch uh, a rattlesnake i caught a lot of rattlesnakes did you take Absolutely. any to the Okeen rattlesnake we, the roundup round yeah. yeah we uh we would go there and uh, so you have to start off in the butcher shop they don't let you like get in the snake pit first. You have to start off in the butcher shop. You cut off the heads, you skin them, and you, you know show all the kids. You you know do like little demonstrations, uh, and then feed all you know feed everybody. Uh, at one point, uh, people from China started coming there, and they would start buying the guts. Like we would all the stuff we used to throw away. Well, that makes for like for really strong Chinese medicine, right? And they would buy like all the insides. So yeah, that's disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. You but know what went through my hot mind is Bob Barker on price of ride is like, please spay new your dogs. Yeah. You are uh, single handedly increasing the mice population in Oklahoma no, by taking no. out all those snakes. Listen, please people stop Jer- killing the snakes. Jeremiah, once again, your liberal tendencies. <laughs> it's not liberal. liberal. I don't want rats. Do you, do you like, do mice. you like to wear snake skin boots? No. Yeah. Oh, I do. So <laughs> <laughs> did any of those snakes in Okeed make it to your feet? So you know yeah, where the other rattlesnakes are? I have, I have wristbands made out of snakes yeah. that I've killed. I have like hat bands. Yeah, absolutely. But rattlesnakes, there's plenty of them in Oklahoma. We will not run out. You don't have to worry. Well, you know what? There's too many of, though. Mice. And wait, I'm not sorry about Reed, but all three of us have spent time clean, in a dog keep, ha- or a trailer a clean, on location. clean, clean house. I don't have mice. So, Matt, I'll, I will back you up on this. I grew up in Roosevelt, Oklahoma. Thank you. So, you know, Small town. Y'all very, keep saying very, different towns that nobody's ever heard of. Mangum, which is also another huge <laughs> rattlesnake derby. Mangum's rattlesnake hunt is not as 
great as O'Keens. So mayhem. You know, I've hunted well, snakes. Patchy. Yeah, you don't like you don't like walking up on these things. So it'll really scare the hell out of you. Is O'Keens as wild as I wish uh, I was scared as, Yeah, I that's right. Wild wild the is the big one, right? It's wild. Yeah. I mean, oh man, O'Keens is very family friendly. We, I mean, we're a very wholesome bunch. I, I don't know if I've ever been more scared in my life when I went to the Winoka rattlesnake hunt, and it wasn't rattlesnakes. It was, I was a kid. I was probably 16. And you don't like bikers it, or leather? Well, well there wasn't just bikers. There was all kinds of people there. Well, First time you ever, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, hey, the, the people watching at the rattlesnake derbies, that's the best part. Yeah, no. We're, it's called a derby? We're basically singing hymns Whatever. and celebrating Jesus and yeah. rattlesnakes derby. in America. They oh, yeah. The, the oh. The Hanging them out. The der- okay, I'm just trying to figure the out what derby. a derby is exactly. Is it? Yeah. It's interchangeable with Roundup, huh? But they would like uh, take string and like, you know, they would sew a rattlesnake's mouth up, and then like all the little kids would hold this giant rattlesnake with his mouth sewed up. It was alive. Did, did everyone take it to like Aunt Edna? Was she the best at sewing up a rattlesnake's yeah, mouth? I don't know. Right? I Someone's never watched be no- anybody sew a rattlesnake. Yeah, who the? Mouth? I feel who like voluntold to do that the first time. Voluntold, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like my dad Staple and myself are the only ones that have never been bit. In, by rattlesnake and Okeen. Like Brewster, Jacob Brewster and I were talking the other day. He's been bit twice. He, hey, anybody that uh, has a, a unit drilling rig out there, talk to Jacob, man. He's, He'll get uh, your uh, rattlesnakes out of the... Yeah, he's been bit twice. He's not... I don't know what's wrong with that boy. Twice. Once is enough. You should stop right then, but no, bit, bit Did twice. Did you have rattlesnakes at Mutual Reef? No, we didn't have very many at Mutual because we had a lot of bulls. Where's Mutual? You have the Glass Mountains hey. up there. No, well, south, mutual south and east of. I'm sorry, I think you guys are just making shit up right now. These names of these places. No, no by the way, from mutual. Hey, he, Glass Mountains, all the. Hey, by the way, every town you've said so far is way bigger. Than who was who was all the drilling rigs <laughs> up there? Roosevelt. <laughs> that was ten years ago. All the rigs were around mutual. Yeah, I think Devon and Devon. Uh, Does Roosevelt have a yeah, post a office? Yes. Okay, I was about to say and not a town. And a hop and sack. By the way, I want everybody that's watching. I want to mention uh, thank you, Trace Management, for giving us this studio. What's a hop and sack? Thank you, Trace. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, Trace. A hop and sack is a uh, awesome convenience store with once again fried yeah. burritos. Yeah, uh, we called them you know, hop and sack, smile and frown, grab and goes. Oh, these are actually they have gizzards in there. <laughs> Y'all are just making up shit. Gizzards, now. fried chicken gizzards are my life source. I mean, yeah. that's my favorite thing online in the chicken world. Chicken gizzards in Keystone Lot. I would go and buy my mom. My mom like would that. send me on my bike to go to the Hop and Sack. Jell noodle. Yeah, of course yeah. we noodled. You've never been noodling. Tell my me buddy, you've been noodling. My buddy it actually does it, and he's been paid like where people want to come into town and yeah. do it. He's got a team. It's called uh, what is it? F four is his team, but yeah, he travels around and does noodling tournaments. So, so where are you from? Uh, all right, you guys never heard of this one, isn't it? Edmund. Edmund. Okay. <laughs> well, no wonder. It's another small town. Yeah, Oklahoma. just a little. I mean, he has, he has strip malls so, Hang on. Reed thinks Mutual was small, but I'm telling you, Roosevelt was smaller, and I'll prove it to you, Reed. O'Keen was pretty small, but I think O'Keen Roosevelt was wins. Roosevelt was smaller. So so they shut Roosevelt down in, in 1992. I was in the seventh grade. Right? I actually went to seventh grade in Hobart, Oklahoma. How many people were in Ro- so Roosevelt? My, oh, I'm fixing to tell you, Reed. So my sixth grade 37. class. My sixth grade class had three people in it. How many pregnancies? Three. Well, we didn't have a girl in our <laughs> class, so that was tough. <laughs> so when we did class favorites in like 1991 at Oklahoma, the, the, the sixth grade class, they just took all three of our pictures. We had one girl, but she moved off. Who got, well, yeah, like most likely did to have, succeed? Did, did all you have eight men football? No, we didn't have eight men. <laughs> well, say no, <laughs> no football at all. No eight men. I went to school, school at Sharon Mutual, so. so there was two towns that made up my school. Yeah, and Sharon and Mutual. Yeah, and so we played eight-man football. But um, if it would have been, like, they consolidated in the 70s. So if it would have been, like, my class or 16 kids. They probably still have a superintendent that gets $150,000 a year, I, by the way. Anybody so. watching, our school system's broken here. We well, pay yeah. 
every single tiny town has a superintendent that makes way too much money. I thought they'd fix that. They, they started consolidating. They have not consolidated anything. Not I, not I, not I don't mind getting off on politics. Josh, you like politics too, buddy. You don't want me started on politics. Don't. No, no let's talk about it. What, what, what capacity is Cushion at compared to the week before? Yeah. Hey, we're, we're the lowest it's been in like like 25 years. Where'd I mean. all the oil go? Are we just using it? You we, think? Well, you know, we've got this glutton of oil all over the place. No, I we mean, do not. Like they talk and it's, you know, no one likes to use it because it's bad for the environment. Well, I don't think they're saying glutton. Oil right? and gas is the best fuel so, for the environment. This is right what now. I don't understand. So, you know, this really is just being put out by the Cushing Pipeline and like if you, in, in the tank farms there, if you're not following it directly and like looking for this data, you won't know, but they're at 25%. So we're down 53 million barrels from where we were a year ago. Where, yeah, so in 2019, were they at 110%? Like, because uh, they were talking they were, about shutting down pipelines, yeah, right? They were, they were at 100% plus because we were storing it in tanks right. too, like separate tanks. Like they were, the there was not a, a frack tank available in Oklahoma a year and a little over a year ago because the, the tank farm was renting all the frack tanks and yep. storing oil in them, right? You know who else was doing it? Joe Bervetti. Joe he stopped selling oil for a while and yeah. started so storing in tanks on location. I, I got Brilliant. calls weekly yeah. for people. Hey, do you know where I can get frack tanks? You know where I can get frack tanks? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so and and you can tell when you when you drive by the tank farms, you know they've all got floating ladders in them. And so if you kind of know what you're looking for, you can tell kind of where those ladders are. They floating? Are they down? Whatever you can kind of tell if you know what you're looking Neat. for, right? I don't so, know, but I, I see the scaffolding that. go up the side, but I don't. Yeah, so on the inside is a ladder, and they float. Well, how would so I see that from the road? Chico ice. Show you. One, one but you can tell from driving down the road. Smoky Hornitos. Yeah. Kurt Onstott. So we, I, I work with Kurt. He's he's been a, a lifetime um, resident of Cushing, Oklahoma. He's worked for four different frat companies there in Cushing. I mean, everybody in the state. I'm sure half the people listening know who Kurt Onstott is. He works with us now. He's he works for SPS and he's lived and helped build a lot of those tank tanks there. Matter of fact, he was part of kind of an experimental deal when they were trying to figure out how to put floating tanks on them and all kinds of stuff. He could probably tell the story better than me, but when they were experimenting with putting floating tanks, because lightning kept striking the tanks and they would catch on fire, so they want to put tanks on them. Hey, I Wait, was that the, what, were, what tanks night were getting hit? Was solutions. it the water tanks or the oil night tanks? Because it seems like, uh, and I've well, had uh, well, on my location, so the water tanks get hit. We're talking 40 years ago. This was a problem, right? So and they decided they were going to try to fix it. So one of the first things they, they tried, and I swear to God, you guys can look this up as a true story. They used popcorn. They filled them like two foot deep with popcorn. They had a giant semi-truck that actually was what popped all the popcorn for the World Fair. And uh, here you go, Reed. And uh, they, they filled a couple of the tanks. See those listening. There were drinks being made in process. There were. Mm -hmm. So they filled several of the tanks, like three foot deep, in popcorn. They were using blowers to blow it in the tanks. Kurt Onstop was there working. He's told me the story several times. So they pumped the tank too low, and somewhere up at Chicago that was receiving the oil, phone called back to Cushing and said, hey, we're getting popcorn back in our oil. They <laughs> pumped it too low and it was actually going all the way there. Oh, no. And, and so and so now they have a, a foam-type lid that floats on these, but it was really developed off the basis of, hey, popcorn will float on top of these oil tanks. And so that's, that's kind of how they started building those tanks. Now, I'm sure somebody listening is going to call BS on the story, but... What is the point of popcorn? What was the point? Allegedly, how is this the whole downward pressure on the fluid, or why were they putting? Why did they care about having popcorn on top of it? Well, oil? they wanted a lid on it, some some barrier on top of it. Besides, so but what happened? Like the popcorn lightning. gets dirty, or well, eventually it soaks enough oil up where it just starts stacking on top, and it yeah. creates mm -hmm. this layer, and then new popcorn on top, and it created this layer to where it would protect it from lightning. They have a, someone out there pressing the, the popcorn afterwards, like you would with a grape farm? Just no, it they there. were just blowing it in there. Well, no, no, I'm saying now you got saturated popcorn. Saturated. Done, oh, like you're, you're done not using sure the popcorn. So you don't want to you don't want to waste the hydrocarbons. Yeah, yeah, they, like someone oil. at a grape farm and those big buckets would be out there. Back then, I don't think they were so concerned with that. Today, uh, these prices for oil probably so. No, I'll tell you, you get over a hundred dollars a barrel, people are going to start trying to buy used car tires and squeeze the oil out of that again. <laughs> 
That's about $120 a barrel. Maybe no kidding. Economical. Yeah, they'll squeeze the oil out of a used tire. I did not know that was possible. Yeah. That's Which neat, is great because tires are different. Well, yeah, they were, they're stacking There's oil up. in a tire? Yeah. Well, Every, there's oil in everything. That's why we no, are know, alive like, today. Like, I thought it was probably like burned out in the process making rubber. I didn't know you could squeeze a liquid out of the rubber. I don't know how it works. I, I, someone had brought this to my attention a, lo- a long time back when last time, what, 2009 is the last time I heard about it, or whenever we had over $100 oil. Wow. Was that 14? Did we have over $100 oil in 14? No. It was no, close. No. Yeah, it was, it was uh, close. 2007. Bill, Bill Shanahan said the highest we got to was 100 and what, 30? Yeah, 38 or something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, I was I was here for that. What's crazy is, just is that, you know, and, and maybe it wasn't the best thing for the oil and gas industry in the United States, but we were completely energy independent. We in got this there. Country. We got there. And, and now and these now knuckleheads want to take it away. I, I may get a little political. Again. Let's now, go, why would you, Brandon. First answer is: Do you make more money under a Republican or a Democrat? Russia and and Saudi Arabia and, the, and and these other countries to police in this oil. He said it on TV now. Like, yeah, last night he said it last night. They need to pump more oil. it's their fault, right? It's their fault. Gas prices. I'm like. No, it's your fault. I mean, it's 100% your fault that it's like this. No one in America has to be energy poor. We have all of the resources right here in our own country to make sure that every single person on the planet, not just us, but we can supply the entire planet with enough resources to make them energy wealthy. No one, Everybody in the world can live like we do if they let us, you know, take well, over. Well, that's 100% and true, and, and and I've had this talk with somebody the other day, and I'm like... Well, I know I think that's 100% true, but please continue. Well, it's 100% for a short, true. For a short time. Yeah, for a week. No, <laughs> we could, I mean, we're, we're, you're talking the whole world, seven point whatever billion, billion people. You don't think that America could supply the entire planet for, with Okay, so energy. you're saying you're lifting them out of poverty, but plan. you end up having more and more people each time. In no way. Maybe we, we've got a lot of... I mean, actually, if we, lift, we, pe- if we lift people out of poverty, the head count does not really increase like sure no it does not if 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 i have the resources most most countries are going the opposite way our populations are shrinking if we have enough resources no it's stress that's doing it what japan and us are actually falling below the one like one for one but we have the most wealth and the most resources in the world and our population shrinking so that would happen now we've actually we've uh hit over a medium on that but if you look at our growth since the industrial revolution uh, the united states has grown granted a lot of its immigration but immigration. no way would i believe that and i and, and mom, not, okay I mean, let's I say like let's go back to africa or some country with third world like that most of these people are dying uh from diseases that are easily Which preventable they, yeah bill gates has been trying to eradicate a couple of those for a long time <laughs> bill gates wants to eradicate people i don't know about that but if they would be <laughs> living mean, longer because they would have more money don't if, get the jab everybody. the more money you have the more energy you use so i would actually say no What's crazy is maybe it, not, is it, but I think we have we could produce enough energy for every so, for the use that we're doing right now. For how so long? answer some since you are all about the frack and, and not at a low price by now. And a fan, I am I am a fan of the frack and I'm a fan of SPS. So Alex Epstein, who I'm a huge fan of, gives a lot of dumb down like uh, not dumb down I shouldn't say that, but some really good talking points. So yeah. energy talking points. You've read them, and since we're getting political, hold your time. Uh, Hochatown, thank you. Hochatown, trace management. We're going to plug Slide all the things. that bugger over here. Joe Biden supports banning fracking, especially on federal lands altogether. But fracking is required to produce over 60% of American oil. It's probably higher than that now. And 70% of American natural gas. It's got to be higher than that. Well, now. Uh, this is not, well, this might be pretty recent. But a frack ban it will be the single fastest way to create a global recession in American depression. Agreed. Absolutely. Why is that? Because prices would go so high? Yes. If they they banned fracking, we would, within two months, have 20% of the oil we currently have available. Might be less. 
right? Yeah, because awesome. just, just, just you're, fall you're, off you're on your wells. Curve. Yeah, yeah. Would be in there. We'd yeah, be relying on, well we'd be be relying on vertical wells production right There's now. There's no sense in even drilling. A well I don't know how many vertical wells versus horizontal wells are there being, being drilled right now. Oh, dude, it's probably three percent. You think there's so you think all all the wells producing in the world right now vertical versus horizontal? I'm saying new drills, but if anybody's out there listening. How many wells right now are producing that are vertical and how many are horizontal? I can tell you I have a couple of verticals in vertical Cleveland wells. County that were drilled in the mm-hmm. 40s still yep. making 5 but, to 10 barrels okay, a day. Okay, so, so yes, there's more vertical wells in the world than horizontal producing right now. Yeah, and some of them produce forever. Almost. Correct. But yeah, how much production and then okay, so how much production is out of horizontal wells and then how much production is out of vertical wells total in the world? Is it really, is it there a big difference? In, if you were to make that relative to cost, would there be a big difference? The horizontals, you know, with fracking, we, we get as much of it immediately and they fall off. But the longevity of the well, if you th- talk about the radius of fracture compared to a vertical. But doesn't that also depend on the frack, the casing program? I mean, well, the, the, the lifting the technologies. Too, yeah. I mean, there's so much involved in a horizontal well versus vertical. And then all, like, look, if I throw money at my horizontal well and I make sure that... The drilling's perfect, and the frack's perfect, and the and the production, and all of the technology that goes into lifting those you know hydrocarbons out of the ground. I mean that that necessarily could be just as productive over a long, long period of time. Mm-hmm. Could be, and, could and be. some of these vertical wells. I mean, we did we we did an acid job on on a well over by Drumrut. This is a historical well. Okay. It's, the, it's called the Wheeler Number One. It was drilled in 1912. It was the discovery well yes. for the Drumrut field, right? This well is still producing, still owned by a company today. We'll mention their name. But it's still producing. We did an acid job on it the other day. Got it back to going. I mean, this well is still doing a fair amount, definitely paying its way. It was drilled in 1912. Oh, it's by, paid for itself. By, by a guy named Tom Slick, by the way, which sounds just it's like a It's a great oil field name. Yeah, it's a great oil My field name's name. Tom Slick. Yeah, he drilled a lot of wells around Drumright and over by Perry. And if you go look at historical pictures, you know, you'll see his name and all kinds of stuff. But the well's still producing, you know. And so, you know, there's a, you know, and, and, I wouldn't say we specialize in, in vertical wells, but I would say it's it's a, probably a majority of what we do from from year in to year out is is vertical well recompletions. We're good at it, you know. We've got a, a very qualified team to to navigate through the struggles and figure out exactly what needs done on that. We've got a huge database to go off of based on you know what what needs done to that well. And there's a lot of life left in these wells here in Oklahoma. You know, mm-hmm. they're constantly changing companies and innovation and ideas and all they need is a guy to spend a little time and a little money on them and boom they're back to producing and you know contributing to oklahoma's economy again so it's a it's a fun project to be a part of you know i'll tell you it makes it uh, like i'm a i don't sell assets typically but man plugging a well is like you got to drag me over the finish line to get that done i hate it because you just don't know what technology will come out in the future like i'm getting ready to plug a well and i've talked i'm not an engineer i talked to jason does all the engineering on it and i'm like dude there's there's got to be a Something else there. I don't. There want, are. There, I don't want to spend fifty grand or sixty uh, and plug this well if potentially some other technology would come if we can leave it shut in. You know. So I'm working with my uncle right now a little bit on a. It's like a expandable brass plug mm-hmm. that you run down with a hot. You know, it's a hydraulic uh, hose. You run the. You, you mean basically you send a camera down, find out where you need to plug it, but instead of plugging it, you put that uh, brass case. You know, it's a brass plug. You fill it up with the hydraulic fluid. It expands and it plugs the well either permanently if you need it to or temporarily you can go down there and release that plug eventually if you if you want to well, wait you, on the technology state rate uh state regulation would it wouldn't be good for a long term in texas like you do that in oklahoma but texas has you have to plug cement and, yeah well no uh 10 of your 
shut-in wells every year. If you either if you're not giving them, your, yeah. um, I think Oklahoma has a hundred, or is it? It's either ten or a hundred thousand wells on the plug-in list. I can't remember. Oh, it's so by the LERB. Yeah, is we've that got, what you're talking about? Yeah, these. Heck, yeah. The, that, I don't know if that's what they know. So across the United States, it's it's somewhere near a million wells that need to be plugged. So you know, well. Regulation says the somewhere United States. United States about a million wells that are supposed to be plugged. But there could be life left in all of them. Mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. go and frack. <laughs> I'd rather go and take your company out there and frack them again. See what happens. Look at so Midland, like uh, West Texas. That that's died how many times? But new technology and they come out and they. Where do you find oil? Where you've already found it, typically, or gas, for that matter. Uh, but like Midland's a, a prime example of that. It's reinvigorated with uh, horizontal drilling and fracking technology. Yeah. I always I wonder why companies like yours don't go out and buy your own fields, you know, of older wells. And go out there and get them stimulated again. Find out, you know, what's out there. You guys ever want to roll the dice? Well, I or would you, t- or would you take a percentage of the well from an operator and go out there and use your services instead of getting like, hey, instead of you know, send them an invoice, say, hey, we, we just want a percentage of the well. We've been offered that by people in the past. Generally, our our um, the owners have not done that i think they've done it a time or two and didn't work out for them you know because they don't get to pick the spot when you know if they're not the operator so you know like a like ashley always says you know we're, we're betting on us and doing what we know what to do you know we don't have a, the geologists and 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 people like that to to pick these spots or or the research to follow up generally there's somebody else i think they do have a few wells like north of blackwell that they're partnered with on another with another i think guy. i think you see it a lot people just exactly what Reed is saying you do what you're good at and you try not to vertically integrate all the other scenarios because one that's a lot of other people like chesapeake used to have an oil field division with uh you know fracking and uh all kinds of service companies and oh yeah they had doug every came service in and immediately wiped it out need. Yeah. It, it's they're good at drilling and producing. They're not right. good at fracking, right? They can't manage all those businesses as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like diversifying on a farm or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier to do something like that versus diversifying. And they're still swinging, man. Much. I'm telling you what, like for uh, the uh, Great Plains out there that used to be part of Chesapeake, holy crap, they're still swinging at me all the time. I'm always constantly battling them. It's like me and Great Plains on every bid out there. Like, uh, oh. Patterson owns those guys now, right? Or they man, sell them? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. They've swapped hands a couple of times. Everybody swapped in. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> we all, yeah. There's been a ton of con- consolidation and swapping yeah. of assets. Well, look at all. I mean, it's everybody kind of in this room, you know, we all like go to different companies. You run into somebody, and it's like, you know, you survived. <laughs> oh, you're still there? No, you're still think about your business card stack, Josh. Heck, you, especially when you work for an operator. If oh, you looked I'm at all those, uh, those business cards, how many of those people are still at the same entity? Yeah. Oh, I had multiple mm-hmm. guys come in the office, you know, every three months and throw down a new card, you know, tell you how much better they were than the last company they mm-hmm. worked for. I don't, I've never gone, <laughs> I've never like left a job and gone to a competitor. I don't think I could. I don't think I could stomach that because exactly just what you said, like I built up the company I was working for for so long. It'd be, it'd be so weird for me to stomach to go to the competitor and go, yeah, everything I said before was complete crap. And right. I don't believe that. Yeah, anymore. I just, and I don't know. I'm, I like, these do are the that either. Guys. But, you know, there's guys that are talented at doing that. Yeah. That's no doubt. And you don't <laughs> know what happened. And the company that could they were working for was amazing and it sold. And the new leadership isn't the same. Now, the new boss. Different. There's that's a different. ton of stuff like that where the service goes but to occasionally shit. Occasionally, I would have guys yeah, come freedom. in and tell, you know, hey, I know I told you this company I was with three months ago was, was badass, but this new company I'm with, 
way better. Super badass. They're yeah. super badass. <laughs> but I don't want to do that to my friend. I mean, first of all, like, I mean, everybody that's ever paid me, I apologize, but the logo on my chest really doesn't matter as much as my customer, my friends customers. Right? Like, you guys yeah, matter. That's, that's the ticket right there. Is yeah, just, like, you know, mm, I'm not going to fill you full of shit. I'm going to make sure that either my service is the best for you, or if it's not, I'm going to bring you the best service that's best for you. I was just talking to Jace about this this morning, because before I worked at Trace, so people took my calls, uh, uh, operators or clients or whatnot, and I was like, man, I was kind of curious. I'm going to quit doing that and swap over to the other side of the fence while I still have these friends. For the most part, I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to yeah. still call yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have an expense account anymore, right? I'm, well, yeah, but you're still working for Trace, but you're just not. No, I don't work for Trace at all. But people are going to call you, and you're still going to help Trace out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're going to help Mido out. And also, you guys are still kind of inter- intermingled. Not really. Yeah. Are you hanging it up? Are you done? What? Oh, no, yeah. I guess we can go. I mean, have we uh, have we done? Yeah, hey, an sorry, hour? Reed. Uh, yeah, listen. Oh, no, no, no. Sit down for five more minutes. Yeah, it's, it's actually it. three eleven, so I do gotta wrap them. You got a couple more minutes. Yeah, don't go. Ever go? You're not allowed to get up unless we Jeremiah and I say we're the co-hosts here, and you two <laughs> yeah. are the guests. You sit your ass down. You, sit your ass you better down. wrap it up. Quick. Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> well, before we go, why don't you guys plug some things you want to plug? Like Reed, what are you involved in in life besides oil and gas? You got any charities you love? Any family things? You got friends? that you want to plug i guess uh well i grew up in woodward, well in mutual is where i grew up and um like, quit saying woodward unless for a long time I, I lived in woodward oh, all woodward. um since i graduated from college with a degree in ag business you oh, know nice. of course perfect degree for for the you can come back i was just messing around we're gonna keep doing this for the next five and a half hours live we're no, live i gotta go though hey, it's been a pleasure josh always nice to see you. hey man he's still oh, selling coffee he's coming right back josh is a little entrepreneur by the way if anyone yeah. didn't know that yeah, we're going to talk about crude coffee while he's gone. By the way, I don't live in the mornings when I wake up. I have crude coffee. I do too. Yeah. If you guys are watching, please look up Josh on LinkedIn and uh, look up SPS. And uh, make sure you guys reach out to them and, and uh, tell them thank you for uh, being on this silly show, Jeremiah and I. And uh, thank you, Trace. Yeah. What else do you want to plug real quick? Dude, F5, oh, let's tell F5. People come out and party. I know, but I'm not. There's no way I'm going to get this oh. edited. So, we're, hey, so tomorrow night, I'm going to post this next week, but tomorrow night is S5, F5. There's some ben, other cool shit going on, too. Man, okay. we have. So, uh, we have in Oklahoma, AADE, mm-hmm. SPE, IADC, Petroleum Alliance. What about the one we're a part of? Do you not even say that one? The what? API. Oh, I love API. We're, yeah, I'm part of AAD yeah, I do and API. I know. I figured you were a part of a lot more than that. Uh, speaker, real quick, I do want to plug API. Wolf of uh, Christian Fellowship. Paul, apologize for my uh, drinking today. So uh, every second Thursday of the month, uh, API holds a lunch. we got a really cool guest coming on that uh, has got like a linear actuator. ESP. Linear actuator. Yeah, no, it's really cool new ESP technology. Yeah. Uh, instead of having a, a whirly pump, it's a... It's a linear actuator that moves uh, forward and backwards. It's really cool, but he's going to come talk at the API. Our guests can't hang anymore. You know, we're no, professionals. No. We never need to go get up and use the bathroom. We can keep is that, drinking. Oh, Is that the first time that's ever happened? That's the, the not the first time. We have a lot of people that try to sit oh. down with Jeremiah. happens all the time when I'm sitting down with my wife. Well, oh. she has to go she's pr- your wife. Hey, can we announce it? I think you've been announcing it either way. Galen, t- t- Everybody right now, let's all clap. Jeremiah is pregnant. Well, my oh, wife is. Hey, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. I'm gonna get that you guys. Poor, so. poor woman. Yes, yeah. I, I would agree with that. But just Julia, you know, we care. love it's you. Number one. Uh, For him, we don't yeah. know. We're yeah. never getting on it. Okay. And we're if not you guys can hear this, that is what sounds like. An is that your llama? Hey, Jeremiah owns a llama. That's your uh, llama. I've got alpacas, but no, that is the love, heart. Love heart yeah, I just we just went to uh, our ultrasound this morning. I hope you have a boy, but if it's a girl, that's fine. Either way, it's Ivan Drago is the name. 
Hey, the, huh? So for the last two Ivana. years, I've been running a joke because my wife and I have actually been trying for a while. Yeah. And so I've only been telling her Russian names for two years going strong, all leading up <laughs> because I was like, all right, I've settled on one, right? And as soon as she was pregnant, you know, I've just really been leading her up because I wonder, Ivan Drago Smith. Ivan Drago is the name I'm going with. Is that... That's she fair. has no idea. She didn't keep up, and apparently no one else in this room does, but it's Rocky IV. It's I the Russian. No, I know. Yeah, I I know. Oh, okay. yeah, but she didn't that. know. She had no idea. If 29 years ago, it. I watched that movie, I think. Dude, yeah, I, I watched it last year. I love that movie. That's the best Rocky by far. All right. We're going we're gonna to stop this right yeah. now because it's uh, an hour, and you guys aren't going to watch it. Oh, I was going to finish up plugging Woodward. Plug Woodward. Woodward, Woodward Elks Rodeo. I was involved in that yes. bunch of years. I was on the radio committee until I moved to away from woodward basically so that's a good event in june how old are you 46 okay so my uh taylor burnett who runs uh the uh, botech up there that's one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and then uh, aaron sims is uh the city uh uh, attorney city attorney lisa i went to high school or grade school you so you're two years yeah you're a couple years younger. you ever talk to him about his vocational classes are they picking up is he getting more students go to vocational school taylor actually agrees with me that wind power is silly and it's all subsidized and um, I'm talking about being a welder, a plumber, an electrician. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welder, he, plumber. Heat yeah. air guy, anything. Yeah, yeah. Go get a trade, yeah, man. You don't have to go, go get a trade school. and then go to college. Yeah, or like if, you, if you're thinking don't, about going to get a liberal arts degree. follow into that trap of being hung up on debt the rest of your life. It's, it's yeah, bananas. Yeah. I went to What a system. Man, they've got a racket going on, these debt lenders. Uh, and my you know, sister was telling me the other day how expensive it like little schools like Alva or Panhandle State. We're just going to do this once a week, boys. You just come in here and we're going to. We we'll, we'll fix all the problems of the world. Yeah, yeah. sooner or later, we're going to let everyone know our opinion on them. Anyway, yeah, thank I want to let people know my opinion. Uh, fracking does not endanger groundwater. Fracking is the world's safest industrial practice for groundwater. It takes place one mile at least below groundwater. And it doesn't cause earthquakes either. No, earth. by the way, if fracking only causes like. You know, a semi truck causes about the same amount of earth moving as yeah. fracking does. So I could get really into that. I had an uncle that was head of uh, yeah. geology at um, Illinois University of Illinois, and I was asking him a lot of that. What they said, like the disposal wells were causing it. And it's Illinois, huh? It's Illinois. Well, well I think you know, I think most people University in, of in Illinois. the world agree that fracking is the best thing. For I am members. a redneck from Northwest Oklahoma. Illinois. Well, cheers to rednecks! Hey, by the way, uh, we are sponsored today by Sons of Aaron Irish Whiskey. We hope and Redneck Riviera Whiskey and Talisker. Wait, no, we'd like Hochitown. to be sponsored. We yeah. should be uh, clear oh, about this. Y'all send us money or whiskey. If you'd like to send us money or whiskey or guests for our show, the Talking Energy Show, uh, please do. And uh, Cash only. We don't how do people reach out to you, Josh? So, best way to reach SBS. out to me is by phone. I have it with me all the time. It's right here. 918-633-0013. Um, we do engineering work, too, guys. If you don't know what your well needs, call us. We'll help. That's what we do. Reach yep. out to SPS. Stimulation Pumping Services. Reed, how do they get a hold of you? My cell phone number is 580-761-2462. Or you correct. can go to our website at www.stimulationpumpingservices.com. All right, Man, boys. Thank you guys for the great thank conversation. Thank you guys for uh, I think coming we can in. honestly dive into this so much deeper. Yeah. Like, we only got uh, to we should come back. Did we, we should come back. You know, you know what? what? Once a month, why don't you guys come back? We'll talk about fracking. We'd love right. to. There we go. Anytime That'd you're in the city, come awesome. on. Yeah, fracking, amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it once. It. No one was going to make a plug. Everybody wave. Adios. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. <laughs>